0: You're now listening to Sound Talent Media. Check out more shows at SoundTalentMedia.com. Welcome, welcome to, welcome to, welcome to the Smoking, smoking Word.
1: <laughs> welcome, welcome to the Smoking, smoking
0: Word. What's up, what's up, everybody? Your boy is back with another one. The Smoking Word Podcast is brought to you by. You already know CasaTheRock.com. Thanks to everybody who's been copping merch all all throughout the years and supporting the movement, but even more throughout the last year and to this day. So shout-out to everybody going to CasaTheRock.com and copping that merch. You know the drill. Every shirt is $21. That's how we're doing 2021. And um, also, um, shout-out to everybody who's been coming out to the shows, you know, we feel the love. It's been great to see everybody. And um, we got more shows coming up. The next couple of shows will be in, in fucking Jacksonville and Orlando and West Palm Beach. I'll be giving you dates as the as the weeks get closer to those shows. But uh, shout out to everybody who's been coming out to the, all the other shows. And um, also, what can I say? But big, big, big salute and big shout out and mad love to my Patreon family. We are growing by the day, and we're having fun with it. I hope everybody out there is feeling what we're doing. We got a lot of behind-the-scenes shit we've been posting up there. So shout-out to everybody. Yo, I want everybody out there to thank my Patreon. Because of that, we're keeping this show fly. And um, basically, Patreon, for all you people who don't know what's going on out there, I'm going to break it down one more time. Patreon's a way you can invest in the Smoking Word podcast. This shit isn't for free, but we make it happen because we got love for the movement and spreading the word. The way it works, we got four tiers of stuff. Every tier comes with a certain amount of things, you know, backstage footage, you know, um, all types of shit, live streams. So you can invest in the show for $2, for $5, and so on. If you're a baller, you could just send me your a, a, a checkbook. But that's another story. But um, but definitely shout out to everybody on my Patreon family for real. Mad love. And um, I got a lot of stuff coming, so stay tuned for that. And um, if you want to get down with the Patreon program, the Patreon family out there, go to patreon.com slash the smoking word. That's how you do it. Patreon.com slash the smoking word. All right? Again. Mad love to my Patreon family. Follow me at rock 357 on Instagram. Add the Smoking Word podcast on Instagram. If you got any questions, you want to shout us out, you want to talk some shit, if you're a new band, you want to send some music, that's the spot to do it. So again, um, Smoking Word podcast on Instagram. And again, I want to and a big, 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 big shout out to all my new patrons and all my fucking and, and everybody and all my new followers out there and everybody out there subscribing. Shout out to Matt Browser, Rosie Rodriguez. What's up, Rosie? Anthony Hansen, Tom Pufke. I like that Pufke Marcus Cat Beholder the Seven. Andrew Theft Metal Mary the Satanic. Shout out to I like that name, the satanic. Metal Marry the Satanic Mechanic. I like that. Dan Astazi, Yo, shout out to Dan, yo, for representing. Yo, check them out. Go check out the band. Kings Never Die. You know what's up. Strange, Ju- uh, Juhani Pekanen. Yo, what up? Brian, Brian Kiefer. Pavel our Catherine. And shout out to everybody around the world. And to my homeboy in Finland who hit me up recently, who listens to the podcast. He just had a baby. Shout out to you and your baby. Shout out to all my Finlandians out there and all my other Viking people. But listen, um, what else can I say? Thanks, everybody who's been tuning in. Again, oh, yeah, I want to do another. I can't forget. I want to shout out my, my people at Bubs, Fucking collagen protein. Let me tell you, this ain't just some shit I'm saying to say, but as you could tell, I know everybody seeing me on YouTube right now saying, you look 21, 22. Well, I'm really not 21, 20, 22 years old, as you may think. But on the real, this and shit, yo, I've been feeling good. It's making my skin feel good. I got a head full of hair. Bob's Natural, shout out to them. I've been on this shit for two weeks. I'm going to give you the 411 in two more weeks. So far, so good, everybody. Shout out to them. Shout out to the fam at Hella Hella Hot Sauce. We're going to be doing a special on them. We got a lot of shit coming, man. YouTube. Fucking um, smoking word TV um subscribe we got a lot of shit going on everybody but um this week, my boy the man behind the drums of Europe's finest nasty my boy Nash let's set this shit off yeah. Yeah now i hear you hold on hold on let me give you a proper let me give you a proper welcome to the smoking word podcast and you know you want to know what listen i think you're popping the smoking word international cherry right now i think uh, yes so this is a very special groundbreaking moment right now all right you know what i mean my first uh european my first door my first yeah i think um hold on let me think You wanna know what? Yeah, and I'm got. Let's let's give it up one more time. I'm officially the first European guy on your show. I really think yeah. No, one my first official European band guy because I had my bro Remco Pardo from Holland who was the UFC fighter. Oh. So I had Remco, but you know what? As a band, no, you're the first official. You're the first official European because Remco don't count. He's MMA. So yeah. (laughs) But um. Oh, good yeah. to see no, you. How you been? How you been?
1: It's an honor. First of all, it's good to see you, Hoya. It has been a while. I don't know when the first time was that we met that we saw. Probably uh, somewhere in Spain, I think. Barcelona
0: or something like that. It, it was funny. Oh. I was going to ask you because I was thinking that. I was like, where the fuck did we first meet? Like, obviously on tour somewhere we had show. It had to be that we had shows together, not just hanging mm-hmm. out. It was definitely shows that we met, but I don't even remember kind oh, of.
1: Yeah, I think the first time we were on tour together was a tour when we when we did like the Eastern European countries. Remember
0: uh-huh. that one? Oh now I remember I was- remember I got pictures of all of us taking a piss outside on the border <laughs> somewhere in the bus, like at five in the morning. I know. Wow. And was it was that the one with um these nuts also?
1: Yes, these nuts and uh who else was on that on that bill? Uh, I don't know. It was it was great. It was a good lineup.
0: <laughs> wow, that was a while ago. Now I did. Oh. that's crazy. I remember I remember that. Oh, the, we had uh, some good times on that shit. Oh, yeah. Good food. Yeah.
1: Good I would say, you know, moonshine echo from like the eastern <laughs> people.
0: Oh, yeah. The and east the Great people. Yeah, the east is always the best, minus some of those borders that we had to deal with when they were Ooh, turning oh, us. Yeah. You remember? <laughs> I, I forgot where it was. We had to leave all the equipment, jump in one bus. We oh, had to put yeah. disguises on, fake mustaches. We were doing all types of shit. Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Listen, these borders,
1: uh, they're very crazy. Because, you know, the border control guys, they want to see something. You know? Yes,
0: they want to so see something. Moolah. You better give
1: them, give them a present, like a shirt or a few CDs, or better some money, then it goes on quicker. Exactly. But, uh, you know, over here in Europe, we are spoiled because there's no more wheel borders except Switzerland or England. Mm-hmm. So you yep. know it. You know you go from yep. one country to the other without any trouble. So you go to these
0: countries, and you yeah. better count it some time. <laughs> yeah, you better come with a lot of time and extra gifts. Yeah, and basically everybody out there who don't know exactly what Nash is talking about in um in Europe, since it ain't like in the states where you could just go from state to state, you know, with no problem over uh, uh, in especially years ago, you had to stop at every border. And in the Eastern countries, there's a lot more borders you got to deal with. And in some of these borders, they want to they want to uh, make pro- some problems because they're looking for stuff. So sometimes you got to, you know, it's good to offer them gifts. And sometimes they want more than gifts, but sometimes we get away with, you know, the guys that are checking the merch and they'll start, wow, this is really nice. And we, you know, we'll say, hey, go ahead, take it, you know. And if you give enough things away, they usually let you through. So, um, but that's how it works in Europe. That's the in America yeah. is not like that. This is what no. I try to tell these, you know, some of these newer American kids. Like, it's a different hustle sometimes. You know, you got to be um, uh, remember where you're at at all times. You know what yeah. I mean? You're not home. Everywhere ain't home.
1: <laughs> tell that tell that to Freddie because on that tour we left him behind. On our way to Budapest, I remember. Oh, but but that Woo! was him.
0: Uh, yeah, but listen, yeah. but that was That was him taking a piss. Yes. and they left. I forgot that was that tour too. Holy yeah. shit. And
1: then oh, it wasn't
0: here at the venue before the bus. They he took to the be- with a, a truck driver. Oh my god. Yeah. I listen again. Nash is giving me some flashbacks. Basically, on this tour, we were uh, driving these from these Europe, you know, one country to another. And we stopped in the middle of nowhere at a truck stop and Freddie got out the bus to take a piss. Now, remember it's fucking, I want to say it was winter time, right? It was cold. Or, oh, it was cold. cold. Now Freddie went out in slippers thinking he was going to take a piss or what use the bathroom or whatever <laughs> it be. And he, he comes out and the bus is gone. Now nobody knows he's fucking left. Cause everybody's sleeping. Long story short, he has no phone, no nothing. And he's in Czech Republic or somewhere. And mm-hmm. just to show how my man's a G and uh, and how he's like read the, the meaning of can't stop, won't stop. Long well, story so- short, we got to the show and, and um, um, where were we on the boat? We played the boat that day yeah. in, uh, in Prague, Ooh. right? Budapest, Budapest right? Yeah. And yeah. Budapest and Freddie beat us. He was there. So he, he hooked up with a truck driver, talked, made a left, made a right. Boom! He was there, fucking front and center, drinking coffee. You know the problem
1: was he ignored the golden rule. If you go get a piss in the morning when everyone is asleep, isn't the rule that you have to leave something on the driver's seat?
0: Yeah, like whatever. You know you're right, and they told us that when we first toured, but we never did that. Like, come on, you're—I've seen you. There's no way you remembered some of those nights to put anything. i'm lucky Uh, you're still alive you know hey that's (laughs) what i'm saying forget remember how to put anything oh forget it but uh but all right let me ask you yeah because it's been a while i don't remember i obviously wait a minute i think the last show weeks i seen you hold on was and don't tell me was it um um, 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 that one festival in in the mountains wasn't it yes um switzerland was it Switzerland? Oh, it was, yeah, it was the one nice nice festival Because I got pictures of us yeah. And somewhere, but um, That might have been one of the last times I saw you Why? I hate talking This pandemic shit, because I'm glad yeah. It's starting to be a little more over And a little move yeah. forward But wh- what happened on your side This shit happened, was, what was the deal With Nasty, what were you about to do Or what were you doing when this shit all happened
1: Alright, so First of all, once again, good to see you, all. Yes, See you. See you. Uh, hell yeah, hell yeah. I you. saw your story today. You were on the treadmill meal or something like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. Good Thank stuff.
0: you. Trying, you know, I gotta say, you gotta keep up with you young guys. You know, I say, you can't be the only guy with abs and traps. <laughs> <laughs> no, you know, I'm living, I'm in Italy at the moment. I'm good. Oh, yeah. You know, my is growing. Oh, yeah. <laughs> So, but what was the deal? So yeah, when this happened, what was the deal? Where were you at? Yeah, was-
1: it was, uh, for Nancy, it was really hard because we, 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 we recorded our seventh or eighth album and uh, in the middle of the pandemic, and we were like finishing it uh, through the pandemic, which was already a hard progress, you know, because yeah. we were not allowed to go the studio, to the studio and then only one guy by the time and stuff like this. So it was already hard to deal with these rules. But then we finished it, we managed it to finish and um, then at this time, it was like three or four months in the pandemic in 2020, so last year, and we really didn't know what to do. We were about to release it in late summer for Century Media, and you know we were asking ourselves, we were asking ourselves, it was if it was smart to stick to this plan or wait a little bit, since nobody really knew what was going on. Yeah. So. We whisked it and we stick to the plan and released it, which was in the end probably a bad step because nothing happened. And uh, so we basically released this album. Uh, It's a great album, in my opinion, but nothing really happened. Uh, Our release tour was canceled for the second time now, you know, last year and this year. And I mean, just, you know, all the festivals, all the shows in between were canceled. And uh, for it was especially super hard because uh, we didn't really play the year before the pandemic to be exclusive.
0: And then, you know, it gotcha.
1: blowed like a bomb with the new album, all this political stuff, booking stuff. So it was really hard to deal with that. And uh, we all figured our way through that, you know, like Patty, I don't know if you saw it, our guitar player, he's doing like Twitch online stuff. Yeah, He's trying to, to put his feet in there and I think he's doing well. Medihead has his closing line and he invests even more time and energy in there. Yep. Uh, Barry, our bassist the best bassist on earth, you know.
0: Next (laughs) to, next to, I love him, but next to, okay, thank you. But all right, shout out to Barry, shout (laughs) out to my bro, Barry. Uh,
1: You know, he's a music uh, production guy, does like uh, pop music kind of, which is great. So for him, everything kept going on, which was great for him. Uh, I I was working construction here and there a little bit, helping friends, but it was a rough time, man, you know, I was really like, uh yeah. you start doubting a lot of things when everything's taken away from you as an artist. Yeah, no income, no nothing. You know what I'm talking about?
0: Yes. Yeah. It's crazy. Yeah, it's a fucking uh a reality check, you know, and, and it's you know, but it's it's unfortunate because um <clears throat> it's not like we, we were trying to be bums, you know. We all were working what we love to do, our craft became sure it's our love, we love it. We all know we do it for nothing, but we were doing it as a job to, to do it as consistent as the people want is you got to make it a job and then it's yes. your choice to take it upon making it a job and we have and i know you guys what's good about you guys despite of what may have happened with release dates because hate hey too they you know they put out a record and they you know same kind of thing you know i know they felt it too the good thing is <clears throat> and i see it just from my side you guys are still the band right now like holding a, a big torch for, for a lot of the, the hardcore and the new and the, and the European scene. So you guys are good. What you got to just you guys got to come with it with the next one because now shit's opening up, you know yeah, what I yeah. mean? But I think you guys are still in a good spot for that. You know what I mean? Like, um, I think you're the right band and you guys got the right energy. You know what I mean? Like, um, what I like about you guys is um, you don't sound like anybody really that's under our umbrella, not meaning that, yeah. but meaning our hardcore umbrella. You know mm-hmm. what I mean, and that's what I liked about you guys being put on a bill. It, it fucking changed the whole shit around. You know, you could put you guys on any hard bill, but it doesn't sound like Mad You guys don't sound like AF. You don't sound like Hey Bree You could put you on a bill with a Knock Loose. You could put you on a bill with a you know more metal band. You know, one of these new. That's what I like. You know, yeah. like um, and I also like that <clears throat> it just doesn't sound like okay, some new metal shit. Mm. You know, I love metal. I love all metal, but that's what I'm saying. You guys have your own thing. This is what I wanted to know. Because I know nasty mainly from seeing you guys and then all right. Now, after I met you guys, every time I hear anything nasty, I check it out and I bump it and I'm like, all right, when you guys first started, what what made you guys sound like you guys sound like would take that direction? Because you guys I know you guys have a big influence. But mm-hmm. even your influences bug me out on how you guys sound. That's, again, what I like. You, you don't yeah. look like what you sound like. <laughs> That's oh, what, how yeah. Madball was either, you know?
1: <laughs> yeah, listen. Uh, you know, we always. I remember, like, Nasty's around for, like, 15 or 14 years now. Quite a long time. It's crazy to think about That's that. That's
0: crazy, yeah. yeah. Longer than it's, I think. I'm insane, yeah. Time, man.
1: Time is <laughs> flying, mark free. It's crazy. I know, I know. Um, you know, when I was like 16 and I somehow got bumped into like heavy music, you know, it all started like Limp Bizkit and all this kind of mm-hmm. stuff. Like, uh, and then I got in touch with like actual hardcore and I was so blown away by the energy at hardcore shows. I remember the first attempt at a hardcore show. I was probably 16 or something like that. A friend of mine just said, Hey, you want to come to that show in that little village? And I was like, what kind of show is it? Walk or pop? And he said, "No, oh, it's like some crazy stuff. Some metal stuff. <laughs> yeah. Come check it out. And I was like, you know, the hardest stuff I listened till that moment was probably like limp biscuit, yeah. papa roach. Yeah. I was very and very open, like crazy minded, whatever. So I yeah, yeah, you want yeah,
0: wanted to hear anything hard, aggressive. Yeah, of course.
1: Yeah. Went there and then was a small show, maybe like 25, 30 kids and basically a living room. And everyone was pushing everyone around. And it was crazy, it was great. You know, I was like I, love I was it. like, this is a great place, you know. So <laughs> I it was a magnet to me. So I stick to it. I somehow started my first band with a few other guys, also a very funny story. And, um, and then our main reason actually was just to do the hardest music possible, like mosh after mosh after mosh. Yeah. That's all we knew. And back then, because we were young and dumb, we said, everything that is not mosh is shit. Yeah, yeah. You know, like,
0: <laughs> you know pretty ignorant. That, that's, pretty that's pretty much how down. we were too, you know, back then. There of course. Of course. <laughs> you wanted the hardest, the most extreme, the most, yeah, yeah, because everything. And then
1: I think with Nasty, it's like then we started this band pre-Nasty was called Van Dam, which is uh-huh. funny. And then basically we did this band for two or three years. We called it Van
0: Sounds. I feel like I, I've heard Van Dam, the name. Yeah. It sounds familiar because it doesn't sound, it sounds like I've heard it before, but all right.
1: Well, you know the actor, the Belgium actor? No,
0: of course. No, but for a band, like I feel like I've heard of the band or something. I've heard it in my head. Of course, I know the muscles from yeah. Brussels.
1: <laughs> turned it like, turned out that Van Damme, actually, a lot of people liked Van Dam, but we never had a booking or anything. We just uh-huh. played like a handful of shows and that's it. But then a couple of years later, we heard that actually a lot of people liked Van Damme, this demo we put out, because it was uh-huh. pretty unique and pretty hard, you know? Uh-huh. And I think then, then Van Damme stopped. And pretty much like a couple of weeks after we stopped Van Damme, we started nasty. The guitar player called me and said, hey, come to my place. And I, I remember it, I came to his place, and he was sitting on his bed and he was playing this riff from this first song called Fame Bitch Holocaust, whatever. And ah, um, he showed me the riff and I was like, whoa, this is a crazy riff, let's go. So we called Maddie and we asked him, hey, do you want to be in a band again two weeks after we quit Van Damme? Because he was also the singer on Van Damme. And he said, yeah, of course, you know, he was always down for everything. Yeah. And he met and it just turned out great, you know, it was great energy. Uh, and because we played already in Van Damme together, we were really used to each other as musicians. Yeah, you are comfortable you know? already. Great. Right? And then we just started. And then the thing with Nasty is like like maybe a lot of other bands, we always stick to this hardness. And till today, it's still the thing we want to do. We just want to do like just very energetic music for life. You know? Yeah. I know we're not really a band that you probably listen to on CD day and night. Yeah, but life, you know, you know us.
0: We have yeah, full yeah, enough no, for sure. Yeah, and, and let me we- ask you, um, Van Dam, what was Van Dam like style wise, musically? <laughs> it's almost impossible to describe. It's like <laughs> give it a listen. You know, you probably find The shit on on, on YouTube. I, w- I will, but like, all right, but but what was your influence? Because to me, Nasty's crazy too. Yeah. You know what I mean? It's organized, but it's, it was crazy because I was always like, yo, what we'll makes him think of some of those like. You know, you know, it's like, again, it's metallic, but it ain't metal. It's metal, but it's not metal, you know, and then yeah. it's hard. It's weird. that's what again, It's dope that you guys got your your own lane. But I always wonder, yeah. like, what the fuck do because I know what Maddie listens to. And it ain't, you know, we listen to hip hop and I know a little this, a little that. But I'm wondering where that extremeness. What are the bands that brought that extreme? Yeah.
1: Well, first of all, I think we are pretty extreme guys. Yeah, <laughs> and then and then uh, back then, for sure, I was listening to you guys. Like I remember when I was getting into Aqua, I was listening to like probably Hold It Down this record. Yeah, it was pretty heavy, if I remember right. And then you know, I think the area we were from, like East Belgium, there was so much going on because you had stuff from Belgium coming over, the H1000 stuff. Yes, like, yes. You know, Angel back in the days. Yes, I don't of know. Course wall space like really heavy dirty shit and then die my demon this kind of stuff and then you had like bands from 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 germany also coming over you had like end of days i don't know if you remember yes. this kind of stuff heavy and this was definitely big influence. Uh, probably the old breed stuff as well
0: uh archangel you know kind of stuff big influence you you know what 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 bugs me out about also about what was special and different about Nasty to me, and I want you to break it down because I've asked this a billion times and I've always forget, but it's it so people could understand. You guys like are from, or some of you guys are from a border town close, you know, to Germany and Belgium. So it's it's I even when when they say where Nasty's from, I even stop and I'm like. Yo, Europe, <laughs> you know, because, you yeah. know, because I know some are from, <clears throat> you know, um, um, from Belgium, but from, you know, very on um, border towns. And then some grew up more towards the German or some German. So I, f- I forgot who's who from what, but it always bugged me out. And I also think it made nasty, I don't know, uh, within the European scene, you know, the, the, the drama, little, you know, things within the European scene, but I think it made you stick out. From an outside perspective, because you—it ain't just like okay, of course, Berlin is gonna have a band, you know, a given. You know what I mean? Uh, uh, uh you know, Paris. Okay, most likely they're gonna, you know, nasty fell into a different spot because he's like, yeah, Belgium, but no, he's like Germany, but yeah, but no, and it's like um, break down like where you grew, where you guys grew up from, and where on the map is because a lot of Americans listen to this, and we're stupid. I'm gonna speak for Americans. We're stupid okay. when it comes to geography
1: yeah i get it yeah okay listen we're coming from when we started Nest. so when we were teenagers we were all living in belgium what most people don't know is when you talk about belgium you have like three areas in belgium right you have the french speaking and then the dutch speaking and that's the two main areas and then you have a small tiny area in the east where they speak german it's called the german speaking area actually and this is where we were from or where we are from and uh if you live in that area, we're talking just the size of probably Manhattan, you know, it's really small, probably smaller than Manhattan. And um, from there to Germany, it's just probably like five minutes by car. Yes. Seven, seven minutes to Holland, you know that place. And uh, so when we started the band, we were all living in this area in Belgium, the East, like the German speaking East uh, area of Belgium. But then time moved on. And Maddie moved to Germany because he was doing a training to become like a technician worker, whatever, back then. And then uh, later on, I followed. I also moved to Germany um, to do my training and for school and stuff. Um, So now Maddie lives in Germany. I live in Germany. Barry lives in Belgium. My mom lives in Belgium. So it's all very close together. You know, when you tell an American guy, Belgium, Germany, to him, it's like, what? It's crazy. But it's so close together. And um, and then Patty, he lives uh, also in Germany. So at the moment, we have three guys in Germany and one in Belgium. But if someone asks us what kind of band, like where are you from? We always say Belgium, because this is where we started out, and this is where yeah. we see ourselves connected with, because this is like the yeah. first years, you know, and everything, so yeah.
0: Yeah, and that was a great thing too, that I think in a way being close, the thing that helped was that it was the border. And you know, in Europe, Belgium always had a strong scene but it was smaller compared to Germany so it was good that I think you know it's dope that Belgium had a hard hitter but I think also Germany reps for nasty because they're like still feel like oh they're pretty close (laughs) so you know what I mean because because Germany definitely adopted nasty big time you know Europe in general you guys are great but that's why even for me why I wanted you to explain that because it really is a special thing where you guys come from that small area, and it's dope that you repped for the Belgium side. Not just because you really came from that side, but you know mm. it's easy for bands in that situation to be like, "No, let's pick the German side," because it's it might carry yeah. more weight to some people thinking. You know what I mean? To be a German band out of European bands, they might feel, "Oh, you're gonna get more more eyes on you." So it was good that you guys. Right for Belgium because Pretty cool It was a cool true. angle with that And I'm fucking I mean, I'm, And let me, right.
1: The thing is to, to, to be like German Kind of uh, I don't know if you notice But on every album We have like one or two German songs Like one or two songs in, With German lyrics Love it And then we even On one album We have a song in French The lyrics make any sense It's fucking stupid But it's French You know <laughs> And uh, yeah, like we don't care what other people think, you know, we're not trying to get a benefit from saying we are like American or German or French or Belgian. We yeah. say, hey, we started in Belgium, so we are Belgian. You know, that's it. Yeah. And, I mean, my passport is German, but, you know, uh, the band started in Belgium, so it's a Belgian. Oh, band. Exactly.
0: Exactly. Yeah. Hell yeah. And, and now, so how many years you say nasty is 50? Fif- you have f- 15 years? I think it's it's
1: it's uh 2006 was the first demo. So let's do some math here. I don't know. I'm oh, stupid. I got thrown
0: out. Of, you know, I got thrown out of school. So I don't know. Math is not <laughs> my department.
1: I think it's, uh, yeah, it's 15 years ago, you know? It's, uh, it's yeah, 15
0: years. That's great. Yeah. And let me ask you this. Why drums? Why the fuck you pick drums?
1: Oh, yeah. That's, that's, that's uh, the story I wanted to tell you that I mentioned before. So when I was like a teenager, I, I was really into music, you know, I always liked music, like, I was lucky enough to travel quite a lot with my parents when I was young, so I saw a lot of, like, international stuff, and a lot of music, African music, European music, Russian music, and it always catched me, you know, I was always looking at the dramas, like, whoa, that's the greatest, because, probably because of the physical activity, you know, when you guitar player, or bass player, you can move a lot, there's no doubt about that, but, you know, the well, drums know you are mean. all fucking bad. Something. yeah 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 Sometimes yeah, yeah. and i was always attracted by that and uh so when i started with 15 16 years old when i started to uh, listen to heavy music i was always hanging out with my neighbors in belgium so we were a friend circle me and my neighbors and we were listening to like you know sepultura like this kind of stuff and i would sit in my child room and playing air drums but I didn't know how to play drums, but apparently it looked kind of weird. Yeah. Because when they hey, do you ever play the drums? I was lying to them. I said, yeah, I was, but I never did, you know? Yeah, I yeah, said, yeah. Oh. so here comes the funny part. Because I was playing this air drums all the time and we were hanging out with each other, um, turned out one day that the older nephew of my, of, my, of my neighbor was looking for a drummer in his hardcore band. And they were like, you know, three years older, four years older, like adults, young adults already. So my neighbor, my friend said, yeah, I know someone who can play the drums. So he asked me and connected me <laughs> with the guys, you know. Now you now so you got to play. Ooh, one day, my, my phone rings and it's this older guy. He said, hey, my name is uh, Georgie. I heard you play the drums. You want to come by and jam a little bit? And you know, how a young guy is, I was all nervous, like... <laughs> drums, you know, what can I do? And that was a decision where I could have been like, "No, oh, fuck this, I'm too shy, which I really was, you know, because like all the guys, they probably played really well, whatever, or just give it a try. So I gave it a try. I actually took all my saved up money, which was like nothing, like 50 bucks, 60 bucks, whatever, and, and bought a drum set. Just the same day, bought a drum set that I luckily found, went to a rehearsal room, set this thing up, and we jammed, and luckily enough, they were not good at playing the guitar or bass. So, <laughs> so it, worked. It. it fit, you know, it was all just motion anyways. Yeah. And that's really how I uh, started playing the drums, just because I liked it so much. And then I, I rehearsed every day just by myself, and uh, got a little better, you know, better and better. And then the band got better, and that's, yeah, that's the yeah. whole story better.
0: And that that's good when you grow with the band. That's the same way with me. When I started playing, I basically played with the dudes I ended up playing with. Like, you know, I didn't I never knew how to play the bass before I was in a band. Like we hmm. bought instruments to be in a band. You know, like me and my boys were in the lunchroom and we're like, yo, let's hmm. start a band. All right, what are you gonna play? All right, I'm gonna play this, you're gonna play that, and you're gonna be this. Okay, now we gotta buy the instruments. So hmm. that's how we basically kind of started. I never That's- had a bass and jam, you know, like usually people have are into instrument. We did yeah. it to be in a band. So it was like pretty crazy. But, um, and what do you call it? Um, And let me ask you, when you guys started there, what, how was it? How easy was it to get shows for you? Like early on being from, let's say, cause um, the European scene always been different than the American scene. Like as far as um, it's, in general, hardcore punk rock underground music is just more respected in Europe. And there's definitely more. Um, for some people, it could be, uh, you know, if you're willing to work, you have options to get out there. But you guys, again, being from a weird area, was it easy or hard for you in the beginning? Because, again, you're coming from a border town. You know how some people are. Who? Oh, the Belgium band? The this. that You know how it is. I know how it is. So um, was it easy at first or hard to break out of that and make your your name at first?
1: Well, I think we had a lot of luck because, uh, but also we kind of forced the luck on ourselves because when we recorded our first demo with Nasty, we took all our money, like all our money, and we did like a really good uh, recording, like a high quality recording. Went to a proper studio, and I think this really was a very smart step because the people who got the demo then also uh record labels small record labels and Mm distros they said whoa this sounds great because back then in 2006 or five even the the quality of this uh, demo for this time was really high you know it was the music was great you know but the the, the quality was for sure good you need both
0: good music and good production so yeah exactly
1: and then Nasty was also a little bit special, was standing out, as you mentioned, you know, like because there's no other band really sounded like that, at least back then, there was not a lot of bands like that, Exactly. and uh, then our friend Norman from Germany, from East Germany, uh, had a record label called Fuck This Recordings, and he was really interested in us, also because he was a friend, he wanted to help us, but um, also because he was really, um, uh, you know, he liked the record, the demo, so he asked us. He asked us if we would like to like uh, release our first album. They called "Declaring War" on his on his record label called Factus Recordings. And of course, we did. it. I remember we 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 met, and uh, you know, he liked it, and we just did it. We signed uh, the deal basically with a handshake, and uh, with this uh, deal, basically, it was easier to get shows. Of course, you know. Because yeah. then the world was running around and people were interested in, like, oh, who's that band called Nasty? That's a crazy name. Give it a listen. Oh, sounds great. I book it, you know? Yeah. And then also on our side, we just played everything. We were not like holding back. Like, if we got an offer, no matter where it was and no matter how fucking hard it was to get there, we just did it. You know, we did it. We jumped in the car, like, like, like this in a car, you know, like completely. Yeah. Crooked six Absolutely. guys and then the drums and the guitar on top and we just went there and we played like this for years before we started working with uh, good life and then things got to another level i think that was for the second uh record or third record i'm not sure now but then good life took it a little bit higher like a level higher and then we played some not just somewhere in the basement you know but yeah at least the proper show with a proper pa and some people that showed up and um, then we released three we released albums on Good Life Recordings. And um, after that, we went to Beatdown Hardware from Tony. I don't know if you know him. But yeah. he has this proper, proper hardcore level group, Europe. And uh, yeah, we just kept going. We constantly produced albums every two or two and a half years, which is a very important step for, for bands, I believe. You know, just very constantly. important. You do that too with Madball, since I know the band. You, know, you guys yep. always drop record constantly. That's the most important thing. And uh, just you know, constant work, play every show that makes sense, and
0: yeah, uh, you know, yeah, no, that's great. And let me ask you this, um, like, cause I know you, you grew up traveling and living in different places, but where yeah. was your first place touring with the band? Was it with Nasty with the band, like touring outside the? All right, you see, touring outside the country is different, cause so you could say exactly, going to Germany is touring yeah. outside the country for many. Let's say touring outside of Europe. When was the first time you toured outside of Europe? It had to be with Nasty, am I right? With a band, I'm saying?
1: Yeah, yeah, it was for sure Nasty. I mean, with uh, the first few years with Nasty, we played like it was like when, the first two years of Nasty, if if we could play Berlin, it was a crazy thing for us, you know? To go yeah. to Berlin and play a show or go maybe to Paris and play a show, that was mind-blowing. That was like <laughs> off the and, uh, But then the first... Real actual tour we ever did on a Nightliner with Nasty, European tour, uh, was the Hell on Earth tour in 2011, I believe, with Unearthed and Evergreen Terrace. Um, uh, Wow. It was great. I remember that one. Bane was on it. That was the first, I was so excited before the tour, you know, first time Nightliner, first time real venues, real catering, everything real. Big package, yeah, everything, yeah. yeah. And I was young, I was probably 21, so I was nervous, you know? I called MAD, like, what's the bus like? How are the people out of the bus like? Yeah, you know, yeah, like, yeah, They were I like, what's it. wrong with you, chill, you know? <laughs> and, uh, yeah, that was the first real professional, real tour we did. But the first time internationally, oh, man, that's a hard question. Probably, I'm not 100% sure now, but maybe Russia, something like that, you know?
0: Something like Russia. I know Russia. you guys did, and you did in America, right?
1: And we did America with, with CDC a couple of times. Uh, that probably was also one of the first tours. I don't know if Russia was first or America was first. I'm not 100% sure because it's quite a while ago, but it was probably America or Russia.
0: Now, and let me ask you this. How many times you did America? Four times. Very, very, very different than Europe, right? Uh, yes, sir. <laughs> I t- I, I'm, I love it because first, you're one of the few bands to... Look, anybody could go anywhere, but to be able to go back and come back and even to want to come back and also to understand it and also to be able to come back, even on a smaller level, it's hard. Because let me tell you, America, people don't understand this. Underground music in America, America is, and I love America, but it's the, one of the most spoiled people when it comes to music. And mm-hmm. um, you got the hard. You're always going to, but... They're so finicky here that shit is always thrown in their face and they bite at the first new thing at the new flavor. So yeah. pouring America and surviving America is very hard for hardcore bands and, and even underground heavy bands. You have to be the top of the top to be able to work because it's mm-hmm. just not respected in America. They don't when you put a label as hardcore or punk rock on it, it automatically gets dropped, unless you're blink 182 punk rock okay. which I'm not hating on that that's great for them they always sounded like that but I mean that's the only punk they want to hear if they hear punk like who like this punk like exploited punk they ain't gonna want to fuck with it you know oh, what I mean I, like it's just I, it's just not um um uh, uh easy for people to digest in Europe a band like Nasty could be on a, on a heavy station easily and you're very extreme it wouldn't sound crazy to be on a on a certain station that's played some heavier stuff. Europe is more versatile, it's always been, always uh-huh. been. I just went mad yeah. ball with punk rock, underground, uh, experimental. They always gave it more attention in Europe, which I loved. Like they, they, they said, you know, wait, let's give it a chance. Of course. You know, course. and, but you know, in America they say that, but they don't, they go, okay, we give it a chance, but okay, how long are you gonna take? In Europe, mm-hmm. they'll let it, hold on, let it absorb. And this is why, again, I speak Europe because um, Europe is really my second home, and our second home. I speak for Freddie, you know, we've been going there since we're 18 years old. We're grown men. Our whole adult (laughs) life was going there. So we grew there, we grew up there. Our friends there are like our family. You know, we know people fucking 26 years, 27 years. You know, and the thing that we know is that uh, the scene grows with you there. If you're doing real shit from the heart, and you and you put in the work. The people in Europe notice it. And I won't say one country in general. The European scene, just that side. Not that I'm, in, and this side doesn't have that. But Europe is something special with that. With um grassroots, when they f- feel okay, this is legit grassroots. They stick with you, you know. And that's something Europe got special. That I always say, hey, check Europe out. Take lessons on. You know sticking with somebody and, and let it giving it a chance to grow giving it a chance
1: yeah you actually lived in holland at some point of time right
0: yeah yeah so, you know of um
1: europe, of course you yeah. were european or still european somehow you
0: know? yeah yeah but i mean you know also as a kid just you know again uh, me and freddie been coming to europe you know average three times a year for 27 years you know what i mean yeah. like we grew up just growing up you know again Everything we've had, I met my, my wife rest in peace, but from touring Holland, you know, I had my son being, you know, my wife before I met through the music in Europe, you know, everything was boom, boom, you know, it's crazy. It's like, it really is like my second home. When I think of like Kreuzberg to me, that's, Oh, I got the low East side on the left side. And on the right side, I had Kreuzberg. I I did the same shit in both. We partied, we fought and did everything in the same shit. But, um, but let me ask you, okay so right now you recorded that whole thing and 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 um what was the deal with um your label was that was, was everything cool cuz I was wondering how labels were going to be with certain bands being in a weird moment like yeah they're cool now but then it's going to be like oh, I heard some people were getting pushed to okay now, now you got to start putting something out we can't wait longer was the everything with your label cool at the end of the day with um when they want you to put out a record and all that stuff,
1: yeah. Um, first of all, I want to touch the topic we quick, we quickly said between America and Europe. Yeah, yeah, uh, definitely a big difference there. Well, uh, the touring is very different. Um, I feel like you know in, in Europe, the 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 infrastructure for touring is just a little bit better. So you know, a lot like better. More, more people, more people working, more professional like there, like as a profession you have more professional venues, so you have yes. proper food and everything's great. In America, you probably have that too. I unluckily never played these venues. <laughs> yeah, but, man,
0: you know, I barely have to with Nash. Yeah, know, to.
1: But um, uh, it's just for, for bands from Europe in general, it's probably super tough to tour there, probably also for bands from America. And this is a topic that really interests me forever, like how bands can be big in one country, but then no one cares. Almost like in another country, I don't get it at all. Till today, no one really, really can me explain that. It. And um, it's just, it's
0: just crazy. Um, but I'm insane. Gonna, it's, it's insane. insane. So, it's insane. I've seen but, it in America. Even though that's what I was saying. I'm glad you know you saw it. But I also what I like that you guys seen it, and I know from you guys coming back at mm-hmm. the end of the day, you understand it and you see it for what it is, and you know. Yeah, the few they, they, there's way less than what you have over there. But the few that you do have over here, they love you like those guys do. And that's mm-hmm. the thing that I also try to say. I'm not hating on the scene in America. I'm just saying what it is. But the people yeah. that are with us, they're with us for you know, anybody who's with you die hard, they're with you no matter where they're from. Just this yeah. overall, like what you said, it has more support overall in Europe, like, uh, it's ran more professionally overall because you have also uh, more options. You know, Europe does have um, what America doesn't is um, when you have the government and countries helping out, like, uh, the the oh. arts, which is great. You know, America don't have that. But that's still no excuse because I've played squats in Europe that were immaculate. You know what I mean? That were like, this is a squat. I'm like, I'll fucking move here. You know, it's like you've seen them. some of them. They, they, you can't even call them a squat. We've also played squats that deserve to be burned to the ground. You yeah. know what I mean? But it's um, what I like is that you guys came to America and I know you appreciate it for what it is. And you yeah. saw what it is. Also, you know, um, um, um to appreciate America. Like, again, it's I, I like also because you know, we, you always get the Americans in Europe. All right, all right. I like when the Europe come over here. Like, oh, yeah. maybe the show-wise ain't as, you know, come for the shows and big festivals, but there's cool shit. I always, my, my my friends from Europe, I'm always thinking like, yo, you had barbecue? Or, yo, you seen this? Yo, this is crazy, right? You seen a hillbilly? You seen a hick? You seen a rasta? But like, a span a Puerto Rican guys, Where do you have? Where were you? You know, I like, I love hearing the the mashup. Yeah, you no, it's a wonderful
1: experience for us. Like it was great to be there. And then obviously through touring, you play a lot of different spots and you spend time in a lot of different spots in a very short amount of time. So you actually see a lot. Um, and for me, for example, the first time I went to America, I was probably 23, 24, I don't know, with the band. It was mind-blowing, you know? We, I remember, I think that it was the first or second tour we did in America, we drove from Chicago to Vegas, 36 hours straight. But mm-hmm. the amount of things you saw on that ride to European guy was amazing. Great. And I I appreciated all the people there. You know, I have a lot of friends that I made there. Hi. Tours, one of my best friends. And um, it's great. You know, it's great. And I hope we can come back one day and I hope this, this pandemic gets over soon. And um, if, the, if the chance is there, we come back. You know, I like I like to play there and I want to see what's possible. You know, I know, have music bigger there. Yeah. And yeah. Um, yeah, and we also not hating on anybody. I don't hate no person except Nazis. And, yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Of course, like, no, like you said, it's just fact talking. It's much rougher for harder bands yes. to America than Germany. It's just fact.
0: Absolutely, and, uh, that's why well, I say, and I like it that um, from since you being, again, the first European person that I could talk about touring and that's toured America, and you yeah. understand, and not, and I also have friends that are maybe are some big, big band. That doesn't count. We're talking about the working man band, like our bands that aren't there grinding. You know, of course, if you're in one of the top tier bands, anywhere you go is okay. You know, for yeah. our bands is not, you know, it's rough. It's work. We have good spots, some better than others, but it's rough and whatever. But, you know, um, it's it go, it's part of the lifestyle. You know what I mean? I say, this is what comes with it. This is what we do, you know. Oh, yeah. um, it's a lot. It's a lot. Yeah, yeah. So it's-, it's
1: very hard to have this taken away. You know, it's crazy. It's like taking your soul away. It's I crazy. know, and
0: and like um, like we were talking about for a minute there, what you said something earlier. Um, did you? Did, it sounded like to me, or am I wrong that you might have lost or thought you were losing a little faith in music in the beginning of this pandemic shit, or in the middle of it?
1: Yeah, it's like you know when you when you when you set your whole life. Like this, like like I can always only talk for myself, you know. I'm sure my dad makes the same thing, but at some point of time, you made a conscious decision. So you can like go the regular way, like a lot of people do, which is not a bad thing and not necessarily a good thing. Everyone has to figure out for himself. But at some point of time, when you turn adult, you have to make a decision. Do you want like like people like you and me? Do you want to risk this thing to be a musician and try out this whisk- lifestyle or do you want to go the other more safe way and you know study and and find a safe job with safe income and all the safety and all that which is great thing too uh we both for example and all the people in my band we decided the whiskey way we decided we want to live as an artist as a musician and and we put everything in it you know we never had no one of us owns a house no one of, of us like has big money or whatever uh, you know, we, we sacrifice a lot of friendships, a lot of girlfriends and, and, and family parties and all this shit just to be on tour and play for people, but also play for us. So yeah. this is our life. And um, have this taken away from some people who still get paid and, you know, who still exactly. everything was normal, this is really a complicated topic, you know. I don't care about the virus. There's a virus. This is not the topic. I no. don't say there's no virus. I'm just highly doubting these these consequences and the decisions that were made and all these businesses that were destroyed. And, you know, why can one person work and still make money? Yes. And, but the other person can. It's completely nonsense. And,
0: um, yes.
1: No, that's really hard. And then when the longer this time goes on, you know, the harder it is. So now I'm 34, I'm turning 35 this year, and I was always 100% confident with the decision i made to be a musician but you know it's always that little one percent that is saying knock 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 yeah. you still wanted to go to university when is that point coming you know but just to play a tour or write a new album and, and play in front of people and make these people happy every night I see people so happy and have this energy exchange with people yeah. this gives me back this doubt that i have you know so yeah. i'm saying just wait with the university, a little longer. We'll come, but right now the day, I'm the happiest guy on reserve. Everything's great. We're gonna pull out a new record, everything's fine. And then someone t- steps in front of you and tells you, you're not allowed to work anymore. And this is crazy, man. This is yeah, yeah. no matter if you have <clears> a restaurant, <throat> yes. if you're a physician <clears throat> or a painter, or whatever your job is. Well, well, you're thinking,
0: you're- like, you know, you're thinking logical is what it is. Like a ad- logical adult is what you're thinking. But at the end of the day, a baby, if it's not hugged, it dies. We are creatures yeah. that we need to feel, we need to touch. And there's so long you could keep us away from that and expect us to keep living. Yeah, We stood away. We did what everything we got to do. Again, I'm not getting into politics or whatever, but exactly, it gets to a point where we got to do what we do or else we die. Forget For a sure. disease that we're going to die if we can't do what we need to do as yes as humans as you know our souls need to live and then I, that's what was killing me too it got to a point like everybody be smart we got to be as careful but, but i'm but i could go throughout this whole year i'm able to go to walmart where there's 500 motherfuckers there but i'm not able to play a show you're telling me because but you don't want to send me a check every week but you want me to pay my taxes, but you don't want me to have, be able to play a show, but you have, I could go to Walmart and that shit's more people than at a mad Boys show in America, you know? Yeah. And so, okay, there's something wrong with it. And I'm like, yeah. I just want to be able to work. I don't want nothing given to me. I'm mm-hmm. Latino. You know how we do. We're like Jamaicans. We work. I'm just saying that when we don't American. want nothing given, give me the chance to work is all we want. I get my own money. I feed my own family. You know what I mean? Yes. But but I got We all got to be able to we all got to be smart and and also but we got to be able to support ourselves and be able to do what we feel comfortable doing. And we we're speaking from a special area from being musicians that um, we mingle with people. That's our job is dealing with people. We can't do our jobs from home. Yes, absolutely. Um, not. Partly. But that the important part is us being there. People want to see now. Oh shit! Look at that! Yeah, I can talk to him. I'm gonna wait for him out back, and while he's mm-hmm. loading up his shit, because I'm gonna get it. You can't do that from home. No. You know it's, it's know. so crazy. You know the thing is, how I,
1: I do understand why there's restrictions. They just try to minimize the yes. chance that he get sick, and that's fully okay. Yes. But you know, I don't know. I don't know if I ever told you. Obviously, I'm a musician, a drummer, but. Beside that, I'm also uh, doing backlining and tour managing, you know, and so I have knowledge on stage and I have knowledge behind stage. So I'm setting shows up for Marcus Miller, for example, you know, great basis. It's amazing. So with my knowledge that I have about shows, I tell you, man, we can set up a show in the middle of a pandemic with a mild virus like this under restrictions and have... A, a proper capacity with like distance and all that. it's possible but they never gave us a chance and that's a, that's yes. another huge problem you know? they always they just said from from 100 to zero point that's it yes agree. You know, it's a whole thing with the outdoor dining as well why exactly. there's no proven fact it's crazy you just say well you cannot open point why is there any proven thing that says that you get sick when when you sit outdoor next to a person i don't think so, it, it, so it's it not- not same with the concept if you it, do a concert with like this, with proper rules,
0: people cannot get sick. Point. That I, I listen. I got thrown out of high school, so I don't know nothing. But I know this. So, I must. Uh, I, I I played New York for three thousand people. I hugged two thousand of them. I'm not saying shit is fake or I. Uh, but believe me, there's some real shit out there. Serious shit. I'm not talking bad. Of course. I hugged fucking a thousand motherfuckers and motherfuckettes mad love then you know what would help me what all like i said people were like you guys are spreading you guys look at we ain't spreading shit we were spreading love that day that's all we were doing so but my whole point of this is is like um we all got to be careful and we all have been careful and at the end of the day it's our own choice if we choose to hug each other if we choose to go out in public it's our choice Nobody's stopping it. me from eating a candy bar, but I had diabetes, so you ain't gonna stop me from doing that because you have a flu and you and you worried about your flu. You ain't stopping me from eating candy, but yeah. yet, you know what I mean? It's funny how people pick their fights and whatever. Right. Like-
1: the problem is this whole thing got very. Uh, there's a lot of philosophy behind it, right? Mm-hmm. So you know, a Nazi a white wing guy will always tell a left wing guy, "You full of shit." And the left wing guy were always saying, you know, this should not be with this pandemic, but it it got like this, you know. There's just a lot of people that say, "Whoa, the restrictions are white. Right. And then there's a lot of people that say, "No, it's not white. Right. But you know what I saw is like that. All, most of the people who said, "Yo, the restrictions are wide," right, were people that have good money that are safe. You know, I tell you, man or girls, old, fat, thin, whatever. If you have your payment taken away like your salary from one from 100 to zero and your business is broken you know you you think differently you know exactly. especially even if you have kids you're not like okay let's wait it out let's see what happens you know you have to understand when there's people selling all their shit to be able to survive it's craziness man and a lot of people just don't have to have the empathy to understand it because they're yeah. sitting on the high throne, still getting paid and, you know, they, they have this very analog problem in front of them. And it's almost like they're playing cards, like a lot of them politicians. Yes. But I do understand we have to protect each other. But listen, like you said, I am not responsible for your health.
0: Yeah, exactly. So if
1: you're not responsible for my health, and we can be all solidaric of a certain amount of time. And I, I'm the first one who says, listen, I put my work down to protect some old folks, no problem. But listen, not for two years, motherfucker. Yeah. Not for two years. Yeah. You know, we can talk about a certain amount of time, but
0: it's, it's, it has to come to an end. It's like, come yeah. on already. I'm a, I'm a single father of two children. Ain't nobody yeah. got to focus on life more than me. I also know my two children do not eat, my two children do not live. So I will go out in the forest and risk myself hunting by all means necessary to feed my children. And now it's time to hunt. We already done everything we had to do and we're ready Mm -hmm. to hunt. And what we're doing is our hunt is different because not only that music is helping motherfuckers. Let me tell you, not because, Oh, I got to play a show, sell some shirts, Nash playing those shows, not only helped me feel like hope. I know everybody, you know how many people write me and come after we played the shows. They're like, dude, you don't understand how much we needed this. I feel I could go another year now if it had Mm -hmm. to happen. This one day gave people another be able to do another year just saying this is what they need. And I'm like, I'm we all need anybody who went to live shows needs it. If you like going to live shows, you need it because it's just it's built in. us. Your soul is connected to live music and you get it. You understand it. Also, you never been, You just never you you were never into it. And and it's and it's time. I'm like, um, I'm getting so happy now. Little by little, I'm seeing, you know, shows happening and whatever. And, um, what right now, what's the, what's the layout in Europe? I know Europe is crazy as far as different countries are, um, you know, some are more locked down than others are like, what's it looking at at the moment? Cause right now in America, things are starting to open up now. The mandate is coming, you know, coming off in a lot of spots and, um, what's the layout of Europe right now?
1: Yeah. Um, in Europe, it's also, you know, a lot of different countries. So kind of different, like, uh, Rules, but um.
0: Let's yes. say the Germany, Belgium, yeah. Holland, the France. Big,
1: let me tell you yeah. This. Big. The big festivals, summer festivals, all have been canceled. All, straight up. Okay. So second year in a row, all have been canceled. Right now, at the moment, there's small things like small pilot shows, how they call them. Yep. Like there are tryouts, like two fifty to five hundred, maybe. I don't really know the numbers. You know, I'm not. I'm not reading a lot about this anymore because it makes me really sad. Yeah. But um. They're Trying out things now, and then Wacken Wacken uh got cancelled. The original one got cancelled, but then in September, they're doing like a a, a smaller version instead of I don't know 75,000, they do like 25 30,000. And this is going to take place apparently. We're also going to play it, which is amazing. Oh. This is your first show, by the way, since you know fucking 5,000 <laughs> years, and uh, so I think this Wacken thing is going to be extremely important for the all mainstream politician. Yes. Yeah. You know, they're going to all look at this and be like, if this works well, let's go. If this works bad, you're all fucked again. Kind of, you know, like it gotta so be this- done
0: and it will be done and it's going to be done. You know, yeah. it's, uh, uh, um, it's just a matter of time. You know, uh, yeah. um, we're seeing it here. If anything, to be honest with you, I thought Europe was would had it going on before America, straight oh, yeah. up. You <laughs> know, because guy, right, tell me in the race, uh, Europe <laughs> for a minute was looking like you Americans, and then we, you know, we we caught up and passed. But I, you know, I always you guys, joke. You guys got, are
1: like Nate Diaz. Yeah, yeah, exactly, round, exactly. Like you, like you never. To we gotta punch it.
0: Later. Yes. <laughs> like my joke was always Europe and the fight, and the, I always tease, but it's true. But literally, I was like this: Europe is gonna straighten it out. They're going to get it together more. Everywhere is corrupt. But I was like, Europe is going to get it together quick because, you know, uh, the thing I love about America but it's also one of our faults is that we're too gung-ho and sometimes we think just all heart and we forget uh, you got to be more. In Europe, they think we're hard too but they also use their brain sooner than later. In America, sometimes we're too on top. But that's what I love. But I was like this. When the whole thing was going on, I said... Europe will sort it out first and then we're gonna have to catch up and then now it's crazy now we're moving a little further and I'm like wow it's crazy but it mm-hmm. makes me almost more um, um, um what do you call it a positive because mm-hmm. I think once Europe catches it they're gonna get it quick you know they get it quick they get it's gonna be like that's the thing y- Europe looks at something they look at the overall they fix the problems then they go they don't just jump in America jumps in Europe they mm-hmm. touch the water, they take the temperature, they hold the wind up, then they go. <laughs> America what we do? We run in cannonball, right? It's the <laughs> It's kind of now there's pros and cons to both. That's what I love about both, you know what I mean? So it's like yeah. uh but um so right now I'm I'm um is, 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 okay, so you're looking at maybe playing that that um what is Vakin you were saying? The the small yeah, Vakin and, yeah. and that's Germany. Yeah. That's you staying yeah, with Okay, so nothing right now looking outside of Germany yet? Mm,
1: we had an offer for Czech Republic to headline a festival. Uh, They're we- ready to
0: go, those motherfuckers in Czech. They're Shout out to go. all my Czech. That motherfucker's been ready. At the height of COVID, they wanted to throw a festival. Ready. <laughs> I love well, it. Listen-
1: no one really knows the right the, the path, right? I'm not like a doubter. I'm not like someone who says open up everything or close I everything. I agree. But, you know, like you guys in America have this thing going on with California and Florida, right? I mean, New York, California yeah. shut down all the time. Florida basically opened all the time, and they have the same numbers. How can that be?
0: No, I've I been in for less. Yeah, I know. All, like, like I said, I don't know nothing. I got thrown out of high school. All I know is I, in New York, I hug 3,000 motherfuckers and I felt good, and I'm just saying like healthy, I'm saying it felt good to be around, on the real, all jokes aside, like there was moments of that day I, I felt like crying, like shedding tears, and I didn't like, like it was, not even forget the playing the show, like the actual playing, it was dope to play, cool. I'm saying the moment in time for everybody, seeing friends, seeing people I ain't seen for years, seeing people I didn't know, being so happy. See look at I saw so many little kids. I I never got so happy with their fathers, you know, mothers, hardcore kids. You know what I mean? Like that whole family shit. I was like I I still I'm getting goose pimples right now, dude. No joke. I felt like the Hulk after that, I still do. Just like, man, I got it made me uh re uh, it brought my love back. I never lost it, but it reinforced my love for being a hardcore kid, you know what I mean. Like, I understand you. I
1: feel you. I feel you. I mean, these emotions must have been crazy. Yeah. Uh, I think when I'm gonna play the first show, I probably won't be able to finish it because I'm gonna fucking
0: yeah explode and
1: come all over the place. Exactly. Know, I'm gonna jump into people and take my drum set and fucking exactly. That's how,
0: that's how I feel. Like you don't know what to do. Exactly. You want to rip things. You want to hug things. You want to break things. You want to do everything. That's it. Was so. And I swear to God, listen. When I see all these shows opening, even for bands I don't know, I'm getting so happy. Not for, I've played a bunch of shows already and I got more shows and I'm glad, yeah. but just that people are going to be able to feel that and be like, it's just going to, I'm hoping that on, not on some corny shit, but on some corny shit, everybody got a better outlook on life now, I think, after this shit, or I should have, think. you know, oh, and that that maybe the energy and everything we do, not just us, I mean, everybody, and future the music and the future of the support, the people show the bands, and the bands giving back to the people is more appreciated on every side because I definitely see things in a different way now, you know, more magnified, like, yes. you know, important. What's really important to me, I know more now than ever after this yeah. shit. You it's know kind
1: I mean? of educational. It's, yeah. You know? And, uh, you know, let's be logically, I mean, now where all the old and vulnerable folks are vaccinated, theoretically spoken, speaking, spoken, whatever, excuse my uh, should be all good now, right? Should be all going on. Because these were the people that were like in danger, yeah. and now they're safe with the vaccine. So let's go. You know, should be coming back to
0: normal. So let's go. You know what, Nash? You got to show these motherfuckers your abs and let them know you ain't worried about the flu right now <laughs> at the moment. No, but I know what you mean. But you're right, exactly. Let's get <laughs> fuck. You know, whoever I always say that. I'm not. You know, if you want to get vaccinated, cool. If you don't, cool. Let Nash. I'm glad I was able to get you on and break bread. Um, on the reels, good. Always, you know what's up, man. I I always keep up, especially with all you guys. You know, um. The whole nasty crew. Whenever you know what's up, man. Whenever we get to see you, and I'm always watching you guys. Man, you know, uh, we're rooting for you guys, and you guys got to keep killing it and repping that Europe shit, and keep doing what you're doing. And um, definitely tell all the boys what's up, and you know what's up. We got to do the. We're waiting to play. Whenever we can make it happen, we make it, it happen and shit. But um, any anything you want to let people know before we out of here, where they can find you? What Instagram, the nasties, the everything
1: yeah man just if you want check out nasty instagram it's uh, nasty get nasty on instagram uh not not really much to say just be healthy respect each other love each other you know get over this together don't hate each other uh, listen to each other respect each other like i said Hoya, oh yeah, thank you very much good to see you even digital always and you know i like the fact that you like Becoming fit, my man. This is awesome. Listen, I, I got like to song. listen.
0: Nash, I had to get my sons need me alive. So for them, I had to get on my Nash routine. So my abs are coming, Nash. You know what I mean? <laughs> We're going to start that the, the ab clan. Yeah. You know, but listen, mad love, you know what's up, Nash. Good to see you. Good to talk to you. Hopefully we do it in person. Shout out to the nasty crew. Go check them out. One love, we out of here. Peace out, she Nash. Is.